0: Hello everyone and welcome to the first official episode of the Antisocial Podcast. I'm incredibly excited about it and I'd love to dive right in, but before we do, let me introduce to you the person who I spent over two hours having a conversation with. Now, when I was thinking of who I could have on the show, the first person I thought of was my first favorite Twitch streamer, Syntax 7. And if you know who Sin is, you might be thinking, wait a minute, Sin doesn't really stream anymore. He's not really a content creator. And if you said that, you'd be kind of right. And even when I reached out to him for this podcast, he was kind of surprised because he didn't really see himself as a creator. But that's a big reason why I wanted to talk to him. There's a reason he decided to more or less walk away. So that's what we talked about. But we also discussed what it was like starting out and what it was like to go from unknown streamer to becoming partnered on Twitch, and then ultimately fading due to aspects of the job that were out of his control. Uh, The last thing I wanted to do before we dive in is expand on some terminology for anyone that doesn't play video games or may not be familiar with the Destiny franchise. Now, some of the most challenging activities in Destiny are called raids. They can be played with up to six people, And one of the things Sin is best known for is helping as many people as he could complete the raids. And he did that full time for a while. Uh, To this day, Sin has beaten the Destiny 1 King's Fall raid 830 times, which accounts for nearly half of his total number of raid clears across both games. Now, you'll also hear him mention the term Perma400. Uh, This was a challenge that Sin set for himself, where he would start a brand new character, attempt to level it all the way up to level 400, and if he died, he would delete his character and start all the way over from the character creation menu, otherwise known as a permanent death. Uh, Yes, it is as hard as it sounds, and yes, he did eventually complete the challenge. But don't worry, we didn't stick to the video game path for too long, so if you can... Hold on past a little bit of nerd talk. I think you'll be in for an awesome episode. So now that we got that out of the way and without further ado, here is my conversation with Syntax7. How are
1: you doing, man? (laughs) I'm good, Uh, other than the fact that I've been living at work.
0: Yeah, Uh Uh, we had this scheduled for, I think, a month ago, and then we couldn't find a time to reconvene until till
1: now. Yeah, well, then I got sick uh on vacation and spent the second half of my vacation really in bed uh for three days and then uh, (laughs) it was bad man i felt so old my bones were killing me well so Uh, how
0: (laughs) what was your overall experience uh because you had COVID,
1: yeah what was your Um, overall experience how long did it last it lasted right at three days i think like really bad like i knew that i was getting sick probably five days prior mm-hmm. to the end of it but yeah there was there was two really long days just laying in bed because it hurt to move yeah um this is really strange for me uh but when it was gone I knew it was gone yeah you like
0: <laughs> yeah I had a I came down with a fever um I don't know a couple of weeks ago maybe and uh tests came back negative for COVID but I knew when I had a fever before I even took my temperature. You know, you had that whole body feeling. And then, yeah, I like woke up from a nap and I was like feeling better already. And then we took the temperature and it came back down. But I can't even imagine going through so many days on vacation too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, okay. So I spent, let's see, of that week, I spent the Monday, Tuesday and Monday and Tuesday of that week was really rough. Wednesday is where I started to come out of it and then went back to work Friday night. Um, And then from that point, you know, going back to work, I worked 15 days straight. And then I was off for two, then worked Nineteen days straight. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so my body's like, man, I really hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you caught me on like a like a day off, and uh, I had to beg for this weekend off. Well, thank and you very much gave for it to me. Uh, <laughs> so here I am.
0: <laughs> thanks for being here, man. I
1: appreciate it. I know you're so, a busy guy. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I try not to be that busy, but it is what it is. uh Workload is just insane right now. Yeah, but so.
0: Were you always this busy, even when streaming? Because I felt like you kind of booked a lot of your 24-hour days because you worked so much and you would try to stream as much as humanly possible.
1: Yeah. um, Well, you know, when I started, I was, I say a lot younger, but we're looking at like, you know, early 30s.
0: Uh, How many Uh, years ago?
1: 30, let's see, seven going on eight. so i'm 39 now
0: so did it it started with destiny
1: uh yeah yeah exclusively really when Um, it came
0: out or was it uh, a little bit after that you started streaming
1: it i started no it was my first game i streamed um i started of course playing in the beta Mm -hmm. and then i i started streaming it the january after the release that's when i started playing that's kind of funny
0: I got an yeah, Xbox that's... for Christmas, and then after I think it was either January or February that I started playing.
1: Yeah, I was playing, you know, from release, but it was really like the the vault of glass that made me start looking for ways to get people to raid with me, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, yeah, it was about January. I was tired of playing by myself. I was ready to. I feel to that stream, man. I guess. Yeah.
0: So. I'm sure you've heard King's Falls and Destiny 2. Yes, I've I heard a couple of times
1: <laughs> <laughs> from um, different people,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, how did how did you feel when they announced it or when you heard about it?
1: Um, I mean, we've known it's been coming for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. King's Fall is, as I get older, it's really, it's really a... The bittersweet kind of memory for me because mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't I I thought I was connecting with people socially through a game when in the end I really just and I'm not speaking for every single person but really it just grew my stream like I like my stream was a, a product of the raid and it okay. it, it literally it. F- as i get older I i see that it had you know very little to do with with me as a person mm-hmm. um and a lot to do with the the popularity of the game the popularity of twitch exploding yeah you know what i mean and i was i was just a product of that instead of the reason for it and right. that's why uh things are what my memories of king's fall yes i have done i don't want people to get it twisted for those that listen but some of my best memories of the game are king's fall yeah and some of the worst memories of the game are also king's fall interesting and i love it i really do um but then bringing it back i kind of wish we would have left it alone yeah, I can
0: see that um, for sure. Um, you said for for most people, your stream was kind of a product of, of the growth of the game. Not for everybody, obviously.
1: For, for most people during that era. That came in new, looking for yes. raid help. Yes. Right. Um, this, again, I'm not speaking anything of... The people that ended up being regulars in my stream because of the raid or mm-hmm. because of the game or anything like that It's it's not like that. I just don't want people to get you know, the, the wrong impression it As I look back at it. I see that If if it hadn't it had nothing to do with me as a person mm-hmm. Um for the majority of it, you know, right? Um. Uh, so king's fall is what really
0: blew your channel up and then you were riding that for a long time you're
1: streaming almost every day right yeah um i at at the height of the stream i was actually as far as income i was i was making more streaming uh than what i was currently making at my job and i was i was close to being in a position where I could just stream, but I'm I'm thankful that I didn't take that plunge. Staying with my current job was the smartest thing I've done in my adult my adulthood, <laughs> uh, because it's things tempting. quickly yeah things quickly changed uh, in both directions uh, for me in my professional life um, with. With the way Twitch restructured their whole business, really, and the way things happened at at the factory, you know, where Twitch fell off, Factory picked up, you know, probably you know tenfold as right. far as like opportunities and stuff like that. So I'm thankful I made the responsible decision. That doesn't mean that I I wouldn't have. Jumped on the opportunity, had, you know, it was never, it was, it was never the, you know, it was never the ninja stream. You know what I mean? It wasn't like right. that. It wasn't like uh, winning the lottery or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was a really comfortable way uh, to supplement income without having to work overtime at all. Right. And um, for that, I'll always be grateful because it, it put me at home more and i was better off for it during the king's fall era right and um but i mean everything you know quickly changed and uh, so and that's fine it's kind of it's kind of sad for me to talk about but uh because i miss it
0: do you know exactly at what point things started to change
1: because i feel like there was uh, a destiny 2 is what did it okay can you elaborate on that yeah destiny 2 and, and I'm not even talking about the game itself. It was literally just the uh, the PC release that really showed me what I could do as far as a, a streamer uh, on Twitch. Well, um, that
0: because the because when Destiny Two came out, there was no cross progress, right? So you had to level you know at least one character, but as a streamer doing full-time streaming you want to do all three and then you want to hit all three platforms right so you're tripling your grind
1: yes and it it, the game the game now is so different compared to to the release and because you remember the release left you feeling well it left me feeling uh like wow man that's that's all we're gonna get compared to what the end of destiny one was giving us yeah. As far as uh, you know, accessibility and connectability really with other players and stuff. It's like we took everything we that had been built in D one as far as community and uh that and just erased it. Yeah. And I, I blame, you know, a lot of it on the Activision deal because uh, it's just it's business, I get it. But um that's when that's when I knew I had made the the right decision to just keep doing both and as far as you know having a traditional job and and a streaming job so um you were near the point
0: you said of potentially making streaming your sole source of income right you said you were close to that yeah and then wh- when was it that you decided to
1: not pursue that it was right at the it was at the end of the the Perma four hundred run. Near the end of Destiny One. Yeah. That I I really knew that there was no way that I could sustain the channel just doing raid helps because as I got older I it I didn't like it. You know, I mean yeah. it,
0: it wasn't as out, fulfilling.
1: No, it was not fulfilling. And I refused to do something that wasn't fulfilling because then it just turns into a regular job. Yep. So I, and and that's really where the whole perma run plus dark souls and all that kind of stuff started showing up
0: mm-hmm.
1: was because it was fulfilling and it was fulfilling as a streamer and as a gamer. And those were, those were the feelings I got, you know, the, in the early days of, of my stream with destiny
0: did that good feeling after you had started doing uh you know started doing dark souls and stuff did that overpower you seeing smaller numbers
1: yes yes pr- pr- and it's pretty easily really easily um that's awesome yes because you, you just you know when you're doing the right thing for you and you know when you're doing the right way for someone else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. So towards towards the end of, uh, you know, 800 and some King's Falls, and, you know, however many Wrath of the Machine, and, and all of that, you you start getting, like, diminishing returns on... And it just turned. It just feels like you're not really helping people or teaching people or it just turns into the you're you're providing a service and a lot of a lot of uh, other streams in the directory cut right to the service thing right you know what i mean which cut out all kind of really teaching all kind of uh community building or anything that makes it feel more personal yeah um so so the way that i wanted to do things wasn't the popular way anymore uh and it just it, it felt more like a, a struggle it, it's hard helping somebody when they tell you that such and such does it this way and you know you start to wonder like to, am i am i wasting my time or can my time be spent better elsewhere would uh and,
0: would some of you the comments from people like that in chat would that get you bogged down pretty hard in the moment H- how did you handle comments that you wish you hadn't read
1: or uh, people that you that, don't want to
0: be there or something
1: that's it's i was i was not as heavy-handed uh with moderating early on i internalized a lot of it mm-hmm. but it also carried over into you know my personal life and my and my professional life at the factory as well because it, it just doesn't it wasn't working for me as far as like a stress level and that sort of thing so i just literally started trimming the fat yep. anytime i could right and i started caring less about uh, the 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 impact of the growth of the stream or or because i was not i was not going to sacrifice my my own integrity or insanity well you never the, of the channel
0: <laughs> you never struck me as somebody that really focused a lot on self-promoting and doing more no. personal like brand marketing and stuff um it, and i think that is what made your stream feel so connected to by your community of of die hard people that will click on your stream no matter what you're
1: doing when you're going live. Oh, thank you. Um, because that's that's what I wanted. That's, that's why what I wanted to do, and that's what I wanted people to watch a stream for.
0: Well, let me tell you, uh, I was I so I started playing Destiny one after the first expansion came out before the second expansion came out and my that was when i was talking to my co-worker about playing it and he was playing it too and that's when i found out about twitch so i was checking out some twitch streamers and it was cool and everything i followed a couple channels Uh, and then king's fall came out and i was like i got to get my hands on this raid and i would be scrolling through and i saw you uh you were in king's fall I clicked on your name and I hit the follow button and you were the first person to thank me for following the channel. Because I, because of the way the Twitch directory is, you click on the first name, they're not gonna thank those follows. They're gonna be doing that 10,000 times a day. So right. I I, un, I understand that it was like, I, I had scrolled far enough down to where people start thanking you. <laughs> So here's the thank zone and I like that zone. I love that zone. It is hard to find people in that zone because that it's a big zone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um but yeah, that's that's what I liked about Twitch was everybody's there watching the same thing. We're all making comments on it and interacting with the person playing at the same time. And when you go click on the first name of a directory you're not going to get that, which is fine for apparently most people. They're just there to watch for most. Yeah. They're throwing emotes or whatever. doesn't matter. Um, But that's why I eventually started streaming was because I was like, man. If I can get people to come into stream and have a conversation while playing video games, that's like two of my favorite things in the whole wide world. Right. right. And I don't know when I realized it. But at some point, I was like, yeah, this is not satiating my social needs. Right. Because there um, can be a billion people there, but you're kind of just talking to yourself. <laughs>
1: like, right. It's it's literally the definition for, you know, being alone in a crowded room. Yep. Um, and it, it started to feel, I don't know, I think. It just started to feel less and less personal as things went on. And a lot of that was influenced by the current popularity of the game mm-hmm. at the time or the current people that had bigger channels that were streaming it at the time. And so those are the kind of things that made me feel like was I really making a difference? Um,
0: well, I think one of the common like tips, that maybe like aspiring streamers are given is to like never leave dead air which makes sense right but one of the things I realized about you was that you didn't care about dead air you were seemingly totally comfortable letting the viewer focus on what you're actually doing in the game instead of just non-stop talking over it
1: right there's a a time and a place for it right like so if you're you know, you're doing something uh, in the game that is pretty routine, a daily thing, or you know, something that you just want to. You're
0: just, barely you know, paying really attention.
1: Just, yeah, and just that—that's that's kind of a time to have a conversation. But there's there's ways to draw people into your gameplay as well, right? And part of that is by being quiet, <laughs> because when that it's kind of the rare thing on Twitch to go quiet in a stream that you consider one of your favorites because you know, when that person is quiet, that's the time to watch type thing or they're focusing or something like that. But there's just that's, it's not appealing for the majority of viewers. I don't think on Twitch. So it was kind of a way for me to, to kind of curate my audience too, because a lot of, I've had a lot of comments on uh, with people coming in and me being quiet and you know saying whatever whatever the cool kids say now uh about a guy being quiet and focusing on the game and not, sh- <laughs> not streaming there's it. some there's uh, some term for it in urban dictionary yes, i'm sure and, and, i'm sure but um but in the end i had to realize i didn't want those people watching my stream anyway <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> Good for you, so, man. So
1: later. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you're you're ultimately glad that you didn't pursue your, uh, your sole career as a content creator. Do you think that the fact that you basically have to promote yourself and market yourself, do you think that's something that made the decision easier is knowing that you didn't want to be that person to say, hey, look at me, click on this, look at me.
1: Yeah, uh, not to I, bash any content no, creators no, 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 that no, do no, that, I, but that's because that's I, what I, I don't, feel too. I don't like it. I don't like it, but I'm friends with lots of people that did, and they're good at it, um, and they, may, they and make it seem natural, and that's that's fine. But I, I just that is not what streaming was to me. There was a very small window where streaming the way I wanted to meshed with the the popular way to do it, and it just happened to grow my channel, you know, exponentially. Right.
0: So your Um, your initial goal wasn't even growth to be able to quit your job. It
1: was no. It was I just I wanted it was something different. It It was a way to find people to play a game with, and then I you know I started learning how how to stream how to make it fun to watch a stream So kind of finding streams that i finding streams that i like to watch on twitch is a challenge yeah and the ones cool. that i that i like to watch aren't very popular they they just don't you know people want to see crazy dramatic stuff they need entertainment time. they need entertainment um i'm entertained by by games right and somebody that's you know if they're not talking to chat they're immersed yeah either just immersed or kind of speaking their thoughts as they play the game type thing right like i said people will tolerate that for for streams that they're going to watch anyway but they probably the majority probably won't follow a channel just for that um know what you want It's as, as far as the uh, the the promotion thing, it never felt like the right way to try to grow my channel and it just never felt right to me. Um, so i I stayed quiet in other streams for the most part. I mean, people went out of their way to tell people that I streamed. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't my style man it, yeah. I was if I was in your stream, I wasn't there for me. right so well it sounds
0: like you were kind of making the decision for yourself in that sense you know yeah um so the there was this shift that happened in your mentality about streaming and i think i recognize that point when because i was one of those people that would check your schedule as soon as it went up right because you had like the, the google doc that put up your whole like month into the future. Right. And I w- that was just something that I would do regularly is check the schedule as soon as it came out. And then you, you stopped <laughs> and then you stopped doing that. And I yeah. think that was kind of like the the point of the turn. You know what I mean? Right. Um So you really stepped back and you stopped streaming as much. What made you decide to click the live streaming button after that point? Like what just because you, it would be just because like you felt like it, just something you wanted to play. Were you playing off stream at all? Playing anything off offline?
1: Um, off stream, I played, uh, see, I've played the Final Fantasy VII Remake. You streamed that a little bit too, didn't you? I, I streamed it a little bit. Um, but it didn't feel right to really share with anyone because that was for me. That was, <laughs> that was, uh, something i look forward to for a long time mm-hmm. but uh that, that's just in recent memory but no i don't play a whole lot of games off stream i did in the early part of this year i did play quite a bit of destiny off stream mm-hmm. um and that just gave me kind of uh my reasons to stream the game mainly because i was having a hard time just keeping up with all the things that I wanted to do in the game. And yeah. I was actually I was actually enjoying the game right off stream, which is not something I've been able to do in, you know, six or seven years. So. Yeah, um, they've,
0: uh, their content cycle is kind of incredible. Uh, right. Uh, I mean, I now granted my life has changed dramatically since 2014. Right. But now I'm at this point where I have to really decide what I really want to go after and get in the game and what I have to decline ultimately. And that's, that's a, it's a good problem to have as a gamer, but there is that feeling like you wish you could get at all of it because you used to be able to. Used to be able to, right and now um, you know all all anybody that's a completionist has <laughs>
1: really shouldn't have an interest in the game if they want to have a life. <laughs> exactly. Oh, there's plenty of people that I'm sure that are just are loving this. Yeah. Um even did the- I did I expect this? No. I it's so overwhelming and I believe I remember you commenting on something I said uh during a stream about I didn't know if I was enough gamer for this game anymore. Like, I started yeah. to feel just kind of lost in the sauce, really, because... It was like, at one point, you
0: felt like... I mean, I felt like this, and I can only imagine you did, too. You felt like Bungie almost made a game for you. Right, right. And then they it, they, they expanded their spectrum of player base and filled it up full of content, but also made a lot of different stuff and all and right along with the life changes that go on over the course of almost a decade. You're kind of like, Oh, I'm a, I'm not that gamer anymore. B I'm not who they're catering to
1: specifically. Right. And it, and it's, it was depressing for me to uh, admit that to myself. Absolutely, dude. It, it was. I'm. I'm just. I'm getting older. You know, yeah. my my oldest son is 16 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I it's, mean,
0: sort of. <laughs> my oldest I'm, is well, four.
1: <laughs> right. Right. But but you you'll remember this conversation because. My oldest is 16, my youngest son is 15, my daughter is 9, I am 39 years old, I've been at my place of work for 20 years, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not feeling good, I'm just, I can feel age, mm-hmm. and I can feel those things start to catch up with me. I would work, you know... 12 hours, 7.30 p.m., 7.30 a.m., get home, get something to eat, fire the stream up at 8.30, play till 30, 11 o'clock, go to sleep, get up at 4, <laughs> fix dinner, uh, get in the car, go back to work, 7.30, 12 hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I did this for years, and now I just, I physically cannot. Do you wish you um, could? No. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't wish I could because this is, this feels like, uh, the way things are supposed to go. It feels like I should slow down and take care of my body. I should take care of my mind. Um, and, and that's what I'm doing now.
0: I wonder, I didn't realize
1: how much I was suffering. When I, I kept such a full schedule. Um, You're a workaholic,
0: (laughs) man. Yeah, The the hours that I recognize that you were putting in, it was just like, I I would talk about it to my wife. She's like, how does he do that? How does he have enough hours in the day? And I'm like, he's probably not sleeping very much.
1: I would get four to five hours.
0: Mm -hmm. I get six regularly
1: in a 24 hour period. Uh, but yeah, there was days where I work. I'd work days, right? And I would get up at four o'clock in the morning. Um, I would stream by four thirty uh, for an hour and a half, and uh, six o'clock I'm getting off the stream, going to work for twelve. Uh, get home, you know, eight p.m. Stream eight thirty p.m. to, you know, everybody wants you know night shift back and and all of that, and I just physically ended up not being able to do it. After doing it for so many years. I mean, you know, like two years in, you know, you realize this is not sustainable. Yeah. So I I knew it wasn't. But while I could, I gave it all I had. And, um, you know, it it felt right at the time. And then it also felt right to to stop doing that. And um, no, I don't wish I still could. Uh, because I, I'm better off in other aspects of my life uh, because of because of the slowdown and streaming. Don't get me wrong, I love it. I love it dearly. Um, I still do, having not even streamed since the beginning of June. Yeah, time of this recording, it's been about a month. I think two, maybe two now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I I miss it. I I miss the people, but. Um As as a as a person as a person in my real life Socially, I feel better Which is really strange, right? The the internet is uh, is is a really strange
0: beast. Oh, man Uh, would you say would you say social media kind of played a part in? How you felt or were you able to kind of compartmentalize
1: that? um, Social media could be the greatest thing on the planet if we didn't have human survivor minds, you know what I mean? That you're constantly in defense mode and constantly trying to protect yourself. And, you know, we've we've taken a, 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 a caveman brain and exposed it to all of these, you know, information outlets that it literally cannot handle. So yeah. In my view, the social media has spiraled it into a, a problem that we didn't really need. And then of course the pandemic only Oh my god. Made
0: that worse. Oh man. Um, uh yeah. But sure. so I, I did some snooping and I went on your YouTube channel and <laughs> so you started doing like uh fishing videos. Yeah. And that was According to my note here, uh, your first video came out in September, so that's about six ish months into the pandemic. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Was that a product of you feeling like you needed to put out content that you cared about outside of your house? Or how did how did you decide to start putting out non video game
1: content? Well, the the pandemic definitely pushed me outside. Yeah, I'll I'll give it that. But also, social media and and Twitch really pushed me out of the house. Um, you did the opposite for me. It sucked me really? into my phone. <laughs> right. Um, oh, don't, don't worry. I I spent plenty of time on my phone, but it felt like I was making a conscious effort to just you know uh get outside um i deal with uh a seasonal depression um because of the lack of sun i think
0: i i think i and, realize that
1: about myself as well and uh i started to feel better outside um uh, i i fished a long time ago when i was uh in middle school and i fished regularly And I live uh, 10 minutes from a lake. So it was something that I could do that was very, uh, very cheap. Uh, Wasn't a big money sink for me uh, at the time. And it it felt good to be outside and, and be trying to do something physical or just learn something new. What made you um, want to stream or uh, record it? Was I did. It, I it... tried. I, I tried it one day with the, with the camera and just kind of recorded the way I would have live streamed, mm-hmm. and it was fun. Um, I didn't really. Ex- I wasn't expecting anything. It Was just, you know, it's kind of Something fun cool for you. S- it was fun for me, and then it was. Then it was also fun to be able to sit down and and edit a video with my phone. Mm-hmm. Um. All of that editing was done on my iPhone. That's crazy, and, and it was like, wow, this is pretty neat. So it was, it was something I could, I could piece the video together at work, you know, in my downtime at work.
0: Yeah, and a little uh, pocket computer.
1: Yeah, it was, it was fun, um, and it wasn't Twitter, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, thank God for that.
0: <laughs> so. But- Have you thought about hanging your head up altogether as far as streaming goes and just saying, Um, I'm not going to be coming back ever again? You know, in a a nicer way, but
1: no. Just going to hold out hope. That wouldn't that wouldn't feel (laughs) that wouldn't feel right to me. Because it's not it's not of like, I know how to stream now for myself. For, to, for it to be fulfilling. I know what games to play. I know how I want to stream it. And so I don't have any plans to, to hang my hat. <laughs> and well, that's good to know. I, I still want to do it. It's just, I we, at my job, we're in a, I don't know, I guess we could call this a, a rebuilding phase where there's only certain people that know how to do certain things, and I'm one of those. Yeah. So it's it's trying to build the workforce back up to where things can be comfortable again. And as soon as it gets comfortable again, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be gaming. So, I mean, I can't... Well, I say I can't, but I won't fish when it's, you know, in the wintertime. Right. I'm So... I've got to do something in the event that I do get off time in the winter months. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I'm sure I'll be streaming. Um, I think uh, a lot of people would like to hear that. Yeah. I think a lot of people, (laughs) I'm not going to go on Twitter and say, Hey, look, I'm not dead. (laughs) I just, but people have been asking about you. I I, I I know
0: had that one viewer that messaged me. uh, And then I just, peeped over to your Discord channel, and I saw people typing in the, the SRL channel. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think people are just just curious what's going on. But that's good to know. Uh, happy to hear that the last couple of years haven't uh, detracted you too much
1: from still spending time in the space. No, I, I love the space. I don't even know what the the current streaming world looks like because i i don't watch twitch um anymore really yeah i've cut back a little bit myself too i am just not interested in it yeah um and i guess you know that's i think it's just a product of my my actual my real life right now
0: well there aren't a lot of things that people are really interested in engaging with for five plus years. Right. think Interests right. change. People change. For sure. Communities change. Um, For sure. So one aspect of this podcast that I've been uh, kind of the most hesitant about is getting into stuff that people are so divided on. Um, right. But I'm trying my best to decide that I don't care what people I don't know think about the conversations that i have with with whoever comes on um i personally over the last like six months have found that i love to listen to people that i disagree with um it's just so interesting to me that somebody can believe something that i don't but it doesn't you know it doesn't make them crazy it's just i i really don't understand because i've never tried to before Um, Right. So one of those things that I don't understand, that I actually have tried to understand, that I really just cannot wrap my head around, that I've noticed that you uh, have engaged with is cryptocurrency. What do you think is going to happen, happen, happen with uh, cryptocurrency in the near future to far future? Like, what's your what's your purpose? What's your intent? my intent in investment um it's just a fun investment it's cuz it's like a stock at this point right yeah. it's it's well, tied like, to this right it now, seems tied to the stock market
1: but it is but a lot of the users and people that believe in it don't want it to be tied to it but it is so tied to it okay um is there a possibility I, for it to not be yes but that's not now it's not now. In my opinion, I think well, the, the 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 U.S. economy in, in general, we had a lot of disposable income because of COVID. Right. And a lot of this popularity is from people just throwing money at something trying to get rich quick. Right. So what's happened in crypto in the last couple of years, I don't think is really indicative of what its true potential is. And it just—it seems like it exploded and, and then deflated, uh, going right along with people's disposable income. Right. Um,
0: when did when did you get into it initially? Like how long ago? Uh,
1: well, I'll tell you a, a little story. Um, before uh, bef- before I started streaming, um, I actually I mined Bitcoin with some uh, GeForce graphics cards back in the day. And it's, it's kind of depressing to talk about. I mean, I'll I don't really way.
0: understand how that okay, works that's at all.
1: So. so all it is is you're you're taking your your computer's processing power and uh, lending it to the to the network. You get rewarded uh, based on how much uh, power you uh, lend to the network to solve complex math equations. Okay interesting okay so as the math equations are, what are are completed you'll you can unlock nodes and everybody that unlocks nodes is rewarded a certain percentage of it based on the work that they've provided
0: what is the what is the math net for the network the nodes Please. yes like what, okay and what are um, those
1: nodes well it, it depends on the currency as well so I'm talking Bitcoin specifically. Okay, that's the most popular Uh, one, so we'll just go Back then. um, Back then, the network speeds were much slower. Right. The math equations were much easier. The do-it-yourselfer at home had plenty of power to contribute to the network. That is not the case now because, you know, these companies have built entire warehouses full of computers that are mining... You know what I mean? Yeah, I've so, seen some videos. It's pretty right. So the do it yourself or at home, for the most part, uh, is not is can't even contribute a drop in the bucket. But uh, so th- th- that being said, and this is the um, you're gonna like the little tie-in here at the end. But anyways, I I was I was mining coins. Um, at one point, I had uh, four Bitcoin, four whole Bitcoin. Which is worth and, about how much right now? Uh, we're talking eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> um, right now, okay. Right, so at, yeah. at its at its at its peak, I watched it go to I don't know what seventy two thousand, seventy six thousand, something like that. Um. Anyways, um, I I bought this company was making a little plug-in USB unit that would do, you know, more. It would it would. Contribute more power than what my computer could do. All I had to do is plug it into the USB. I, I bought the miner for like four or five hundred dollars, yada yada, and all that. Um. Anyways, I I also bought a bunch of. Uh, you'll probably, if you do a Google search, you'll see uh, Bitcoin USB stick miners. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Just plug them in, and it's it's a USB powered little stick. I had a bunch of those as well. Uh, anyways, so. I I ended up mining um enough to where I had $400 in bitcoin which wasn't, you know, back then, I mean, if you look at the price of bitcoin uh 10 years ago and and do the math, you're you're welcome to do that. It's a, mean, a life ch- it's a life-changing amount now. But I used those bitcoins to buy an Xbox from new egg with no tax it was one of the coolest things i had done at that point in my adult life almost because, free money right so i had essentially converted my cheap electricity into these coins that are virtual and like you can't even see or feel or touch and i sent them to this company you know everybody knows Well, i say everybody but You know uh pc enthusiasts know newegg they were like one of the only online retailers that were accepting it Mm -hmm. um i bought my first xbox which uh, and then i stopped mining and that xbox is what i was using to start my stream so that's awesome and to so, think
0: about how you gave up all your bitcoin to buy an xbox
1: right it's so, so yeah you're, you're talking you know millions of dollars
0: <laughs> that's a million dollar if I, if
1: I still had those coins now but you, know, you you live and you learn
0: and and so now if you want to invest it can only be by buying in
1: pretty much uh, more or less Yes, uh, I mean, it's wow. The way the universe has a very strange sense of humor. But <laughs>
0: yeah, I just yeah. part of, part of me doesn't isn't really interested in it just because I don't know enough to feel comfortable doing right. anything about it. And knowing that, like, I don't know, I, I feel like I'd I'd hate to invest and then So I guess my question would be, is there any circumstance that would cause cryptocurrency as a general idea to just implode on itself and, like, disappear because it's all digital?
1: Regulation and policy. Um, If the government cannot make money off it, it's not going to exist. The only reason it exists now is because they are profiting from it or it is benefiting them in some way. Is there any
0: type of digital nuke that could like erase all people's accounts and stuff and you know what i mean like um it, I, I guess i'm sort of getting into the into the realm pay- of like uh fight club at the end <laughs> right <laughs> so okay. but like uh, is that is that possible like is there is there a yes, point in which i invest and then all of a sudden i'm that's it's so very wild.
1: it's very possible. It depends on I, I'm I'm sure you've seen uh, a couple of you know cryptocurrency exchanges implode. Right. Um you've seen lots of talks about uh BlockFi and Coinbase and and uh uh security issues and people uh getting you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars stolen. And yeah, there's, there's. Cause like investing.
0: Investing in like, say a company that is doing really well makes sense to me because it's not like that business can just all of a sudden
1: dissolve. Right. Um, Right now, today, I feel, uh, I feel comfortable buying stocks. Um recently I before the most recent crypto crash, I pulled all of mine out. Before yeah. before the crash? Yeah. What um what prompted that? Well, what what I could see happening was uh with with BlockFi specifically, um so you you transfer Bitcoin into their account and then they pay you uh you know, they pay you interest in Bitcoin on the balance.
0: So you're giving the, like the, like if you were using Coinbase to manage your cryptocurrency, you're right. basically giving them your crypto and they're yes. giving you cash.
1: Or you, or you it, that's the way it was at the beginning. You, you just send it to your BlockFi account and they, you know, depending on your balance, they will pay you an, uh, the percentage of interest on it, but not in cash they would pay it to you in bitcoin okay which which i was like okay cool um but as they started submitting paperwork for like different you know sec regulations mm-hmm. and stuff like that they started trimming how much or as they started getting more accounts or more people interested and in they started trimming how much they would pay mm-hmm. um and it got to the point where i was like well I can only make 2% with this, but I could take that cash and put it in this stock that of a company that actually exists and is not trying to get off the ground, they've been off the ground and make probably 6 or 8%, you know. I was just like, man, this right now is it's just not worth it. The space got really crowded really fast right. because of all the liquidity and extra money out there from stimulus. That uh it wasn't worth it to me. So I pulled my money out and, uh, glad you did. I, I'm not the only one that saw it that way. Right. Because a lot of, a lot of people pulled it out Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then everything dove, uh, to almost record lows within the last, you know, two years or something. Yeah. So, um, I- so yeah, it, it was a little bit of luck, but a lot of it just, it didn't feel like my money was being, uh, Taken care of, right. I guess. Because you you see, like one exchange, uh, uh, you know, close up shop, or another one won't allow withdrawals. Ew. Like when I, when you start to see that stuff happening, you know that there's some big problem. Yeah, you get and, like a gut uh, reaction to it. Yeah. So I was like, all right, uh, I could I could do better elsewhere. Um, that's. I mean, that's not to say the. The stock market is in its best position uh, right now. I mean, with a, a thousand point dive on Friday for the Dow, uh, but <laughs> but the, the stock market history does not lie. It does not. It has always made money in the long run. Always. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have, so, a, I have, I have,
0: you know, I, <laughs> I have an, a, an IRA going and. I invest semi regularly, but uh, the only reason I do that is because my father in law is a CPA, so I kind of just do what he says.
1: <laughs> it's not—it's not a bad move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he. Uh, Trust me.
0: <laughs> granted, he's not going to tell me to invest in crypto tomorrow, but
1: no, he probably won't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, no. So okay, I—I I feel like I have learned a little bit more about it, not enough to do anything about it. Mainly because I don't want her dad to be mad at me, but. (laughs) but, He uh, did what? (laughs) um, So when you're not spending time with your family, you're not streaming or working. What are you doing right now? uh, Is it mostly just family time? Yeah,
1: mostly. Um, I am uh, working on my truck a little bit, which is different for me i started just learning how to do i i finally found a vehicle that i like okay so so driving for me has always been not fun okay for whatever reason i, I i've wanted a pickup truck for the longest time okay and it has some to do with fishing because i need something to pull the boat with so i i stumbled upon my father-in-law had a 2002 uh ford f-150 and it's nice red red is this mug and uh it's kind of my thing so <laughs> i bought it No, and uh <laughs> and if it uh, wasn't for the color would you have still considered it
0: uh <laughs> you're thinking about it
1: no i don't think so because uh when i came when i went over there to look at it i knew it was mine because
0: <laughs> it was red
1: uh, yes <laughs> and i said wow you can see that thing coming from a mile away that's so, funny. uh, so yeah, I, 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 got it from him. He, he was nice enough to sell it to me for what he, uh, paid for it. Um, I knew I needed to go get a new transmission. Uh, so I, d- I did that and, um, you know, I, there's a lot, there was lots of little things broken in it. So my newest hobby now is, uh, looking up videos and learning how to fix it um so the uh the odometer is a digital odometer it doesn't work uh all the time it's like a part-time odometer so That's i learned fine. how to take, take apart the dash and take the cluster out and uh you know the, the instrument gauge cluster and open it up and i i bought a soldering gun i've never soldered anything in my life but um i like i soldered you know uh put put new solder on the uh, the power connection or whatever did you use a youtube to, to it video work. for work yes use, all okay. of it okay because i it's, go ahead keep going but anyways it was because it was uh just for my truck you know i could find a video for my very specific problem and there's there's lots of f-150s on the road and there's somebody out there that has the same exact problem so i've been having fun fixing all those little things um and, you know, kind of figuring out what I want to do to customize the truck and and stuff like this. It's completely paid for. I love that. Yeah. I just put uh, put a thousand dollars of new Michelin tires on it <laughs> last week. Man. Um, like I just I've never enjoyed having a vehicle, uh, except for the one Scion TC that I bought when I was twenty, <laughs> twenty one. Okay, with it, it, that. I haven't f- had that, that feeling the, in a long time. That was the know? one that
0: had all the commercials, right? That was like yes on MTV yeah, the all the time. Roof,
1: yeah. Glass roof and low-profile tires and ground effects and interior oh, lighting. The lights. Yes. Oh, man. So, you know, uh, and I just sold it uh, a couple months ago. To another 20-year-old? No. Uh, the guy, guy across the street, neighbor got it. Well, that's less um, exciting. Yeah, a little less exciting, but, uh, you know, it was only 123,000 miles on it, and it was an 05, so, I mean, I feel like you got a pretty good deal. But anyway, um, yeah, so now I'm I'm excited to drive again, which is really strange, um, and now I have this hobby of fixing stuff on my 20-year-old truck that looks, uh, it's got a, I mean, it's, it looks new. It's got a new paint job and, and awesome. stuff. It's, I don't know. It's exciting. It's, it's strange. And I got uh, oh, I got personalized plates. As oh well boy, with uh, with a uh, a largemouth bass on it. You know, for fishing and uh... well, is that what it's what it's for? <laughs>
0: Kinda. I yeah. thought the largemouth bass would be for something other than fishing.
1: <laughs> no, it was. uh... <laughs> it's yeah. just because
0: you like that 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 fish that talks on your wall.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, but. That's what I'm doing in in my very rare off time. Um, You know, other off time, I'm probably cutting the grass or going out to eat or something. That's awesome, man. That's it. That's, uh, do you, do you, do
0: you watch anything? You said you don't really play video games a whole lot lately, but are, are you
1: watching anything? Um, let's see. I, well, um in the past two years i think i've found my two favorite tv shows of all time what are they um the expanse on prime all right i'm gonna watch that six (laughs) seasons of it i've seen all six seasons six times now wow um i listened to it like on my way to work you listen to it Uh, yeah it's there's just some really awesome characters yeah and one, one of the great show.
0: one of the it's actors uh she did some voice acting for destiny right
1: yes um I can't even say her name she was uh, in uh,
0: 24 for a season
1: yes and she also was in an episode of of house as the patient right uh in one of them which is also which, which is also uh my my second favorite show is house I've watched all of house uh three times now did you just start like recently yeah like within the last two years or something so
0: So, you already knew that the guy that plays house doesn't actually have that accent
1: yes yeah
0: yeah i didn't know that until like a few seasons into it being on air right and it blew me away
1: yeah what an awesome show
0: yeah my wife and i are watching um designated survivor because I'm okay. a Keith or Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland fan and uh what's his name uh Kumar from Harold and Kumar uh she my wife's recognized him I recognized him from Harold and Kumar and then also uh Malibu's Most Wanted but she recognized him from House okay um and I totally forgot cuz I think I had stopped that's, I think that's in the later seasons but uh yeah
1: you're you're like around season 4 or 5 yeah but yeah
0: um I just feel like there's Way too many shows.
1: there's way too much everything man there's nobody should be c- complaining about the lack of content or entertainment out there yeah <laughs> there's there's plenty to do, man.
0: <laughs> I just there's it seems to be that all these services, like Netflix and Hulu and all the other ones, they're trying to push out so many mi- so much different content to like expand their library, but at what cost? I mean, I know at what cost. Right. It's, at the, it's at the quantity. Or sorry, the we, quality.
1: We're just we're getting ready to circle into the same thing that happened with cable TV. As, as different as everybody wants to make it, what's going to happen is one of the biggest companies is going to come through and scoop up all the ones that don't have enough cash to keep going. And it's literally just going to be an inter- internet cable service. So it's going to just be Disney and Netflix is what you're saying. Yes. They've got the (laughs) deepest pockets and I, it's everybody doesn't want to admit it, but we're just going to do the same shit all over again. It's just, there's just so much crap to sift through. Yes. There's a
0: lot of that. And, and you know, my um, wife and I don't watch more than like 45 minutes a night anyway. So like, I, 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 I've never been a movie guy. Uh, Uh, But apparently a lot of people have, because I've had it so many times where somebody's like, you've never seen. You've (laughs) never seen. (laughs) But it's the Godfather. Yes, I've never seen any of either of the three Godfathers. Okay, you can unsubscribe now. I just. I was hanging out with friends and playing video games. That's that's what I did in my time.
1: I've never seen them either.
0: Oh, boy, you're going to get some shade yeah but uh yeah that's uh then you got tiktok that just pumps out so much content in 10 second intervals and it's
1: too fast fast for me (laughs) it's it's too uh it's like literally like right to the point i saw uh, i saw a link of a tiktok
0: that i clicked on and i wanted to see the beginning of it a second time cuz i didn't catch the very first frame and which was right. very important very but important but instead of going back and looping it just went to the next tiktok video that had yeah. nothing
1: to do <laughs> with what i was trying to watch that's right you keep falling down that rabbit hole it's like all. you have two choices <laughs>
0: hit the hit the restart button or watch something else you don't get a you don't get a choice but so yeah i just part of the reason that i started this podcast was because well, so the reason that it's audio only is simply because I don't wanna give people another reason to have their screen on. Right. And I feel like I I'm that. gonna get a lot of, I'm probably gonna get a lot of people asking if I'll ever think of doing video or throwing it up on YouTube. I might in the future do YouTube, but you know, just have a static image or something like that. Right. But again, that gives the user a chance to stay on YouTube. and. I just, I see, this is where I feel old because I see so many people not connecting. The only time they're connecting is when they're on their phone, which really isn't connecting. And it makes me semi-concerned for the future of my kids. Because like, how can, can it get worse than this? Like, I don't, and it, You know, it's all up to me to help them understand how to balance social media, because it's not going away. But is that... Do you feel like you have a concern for your kids and social media? Or, I mean, you have a 16-year-old, so they're probably pretty deep in it, uh, comparatively to what
1: a five-year-old would do. So when, when the boys were like 11 or 12, I was pretty worried about it but then as they started to get older and started actually to mature i i felt more comfortable because there's a lot more of me in them than i could see when they were younger um i d- what with do you that mean being by that? said i mean like as they... far as common sense and what they're are willing to share or so they're
0: pretty you'd say they're as far as you know they're pretty honest about stuff and
1: pretty honest um when i go behind them and and check on things that they've been doing i it feels less of me being a responsible parent and uh more like snooping because they carry themselves more or less the same way i would expect them to how do you Um, how do you foster that openness what
0: do do you feel like you're doing something differently than a parent whose kid
1: tries to hide everything? um I don't really well, Lisa and I both really don't censor ourselves. I won't say at all, but as far as like language and that sort of thing, I'm the worst yeah um uh and what's the absolute worst
0: <laughs> so what's your it's, it's policy terrible. on
1: your kids swearing then if i can ask um as long as it's not towards the other people in the house i don't mind and maybe maybe that's the wrong move but I don't, they there's not... they treat they treat us like we're the parents um and they don't speak to us like that uh but if They want to talk like that amongst their friends. Um, You know, I may, like, be walking by their room and them not know I'm there, and I'll hear something. Or it's just like a storm of curses. (laughs) Right, and I'll just stop, and I'm like, and I just shake my head. Or sometimes, you know, I like to mess with them. I'll uh, I'll open the door and let them know I heard everything they said or (laughs) every bleeping thing they said. Even you know, though you just, didn't, it, it, right? And then uh, you know I just I go for like the comedic factor and just watch them freeze for a second. They're like, "Oh shit!" You know, dad, dad's act- dad's actually going to do something, and then I just shut the door. And oh, uh, that's evil. That's... We, I uh... Without, you know so I keep... that's
0: without let that you shut the door without letting them know you're just kidding, or you're just yeah. you just give them a rude look. Uh, uh, uh,
1: <laughs> well, I think they know that. Watch your you know, mouth. That's, that, that's my, that's my really dry sense of humor, you know, and I just yeah. walk off and we don't ever talk about it again, but. Dry senses
0: I, of humor always get me, man. I'm, I'm, they always get me because I'm always like, oh, they're serious? No, no, they're not oh. serious.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Well, the the guys I work with hate it because. Oh man, my boss has a dry sense they, of humor. <laughs> they they hate it because they're like, you know, the, out here all the time, you know, when I leave the room, they're, you know guys behind me my back be like did he really mean that did he what what is he going for here yeah because my boss
0: will make me feel like i did something wrong and i'm a perfectionist and so it's really just her being funny but she doesn't like
1: smile right yeah yeah. wait a minute it's uh it's a human psychology thing i (laughs) right i I, I like screwing with people yeah it's a clever Um, way to be funny for you at least uh, yeah it's (laughs) i don't know i I think i think you could see a lot of it while i was streaming uh i i enjoy making people think i feel like i could Uh, tell when you were joking though i well that's good that's good because then then you you know me better than most yeah you know what i mean right but but people that are that don't know me or (laughs) are or just met me or so they are really unsure so but it's fun. I like uh, I like psychology. I took a psychology class back in school, and I've always been interested in it. Um, because it, because it, what I like about it is is trying to figure out what makes people tick without them knowing. They what makes themselves tick. Yeah, you know, I know how I can get through to you, but you don't know how I'm doing it. <laughs> and uh, I, I love that. That's, That's- fun. That's an interesting way to look at it. It's fun. <laughs>
0: um, so you're pretty, you're pretty open and honest with your own kids because, yeah, we you expect uh, the same we, thing.
1: Exactly. We we don't really censor much. Um, I don't, you know, if something you know kind of screwed up comes on TV or something, uh, like uh, I'm watching Game of Thrones or something like that, like I'll you know tell my daughter to like you know. Uh, you don't need to see this. Cover your face. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm not, I, I don't make it like sound like life or death. You know, I'll, right. you know, I'll, I'll make it kind of, uh, kind of playful. And she just, you know, and we just kind of stare at each other and in like, the face while right. the scene's going on. <laughs> and I'm like, cover your ears. You're going to have, don't look yet. And mm-hmm. then like the whole, like she'll hear the scene change. And she'll be keep covering her face and uh so she can like, still it, hear the the breaths. <laughs> right, right. And uh you know How we, is she nine? And, and is she, she's nine. Okay. So and there's things that I'm just not going to watch with my daughter. Yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Uh but we we don't like when, when it comes to the boys, oh no, we're talking human anatomy. All kinds of problems and the, making them as uncomfortable as possible because, you know, they, they walk out the room. But that's just how we are, because we know that, uh, in our experience, parenting the other way did not work. Shielding how, and trying to yes. keep them from... Right, based on how, how our Because it's only going to make them more interested. Went, went, exactly. Exactly. So we're just blowing the doors open on just about everything. Yeah, and I I feel like it's the right way to to do things for us. Yeah, you know, and and for and for uh, the the kids that that we have and their their personality and and stuff like that. It just it's right for us. I'm not saying it's the way everyone should do it. Yeah, um, and
0: every I, everybody I, every, I, changes how they parent eventually. Yes, eventually you make eventually. realizations. You know, you right everybody's just trying to do their best and somebody else trying to do their best often doesn't look like what you think is best and it it can be hard to like I always want to like I wish I could give more parents advice that I have developed just because my kids are so they're so great and I feel like we've done a really good job and I feel like of my purposes in life is to just do the best job i can with them because i just don't feel like enough people
1: are trying to do their best with their kids that's and that's all you can do i mean if you're doing your best that's all you could do so like a lot of a lot of people don't so like
0: uh, an example of what i'm kind of talking about is so like elon musk has a lot of kids right he's also a very busy businessman right. so he's kind of setting those kids up to have it, daddy issues it, essentially is yeah. what i'm really trying I, to get I agree. at yeah like how much time can you be spending with your kids if you're doing all this stuff for the world and by all means right. do this stuff for the world but you can't have both i just don't know how i don't, how somebody I don't has think you can that. excel
1: i don't Think it's possible to excel at one? Uh, I mean, right. and and more than one. I say you can't, but I don't believe you can do the things that Musk is doing and be a good parent. I think it's impossible. Yeah. I think there's so much self-sacrifice that goes there that he's suffering. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's got anything left to give to his kids, especially that many kids.
0: And so, to that many
1: mothers of his children, yeah, like, I, it, I don't, I, I, I don't understand I hate to be that it. guy, but it just seems like in this situation, from the way outside looking in, seeing what the media wants me to see, I'm, the kids are just a byproduct of, of his relationship with, you know, that woman at that time. Right. It's sad to say. Well, the one, the one and,
0: daughter changed her last name legally because she didn't want to be
1: associated with him. See. I'm like, what do you? Yeah. So, how, yeah, I, I haven't really dug that that deep into it. That's news to me. I didn't know that. Well, he—the so. reason I got so fixated on how many kids he has
0: is because he feels that there is a, a population problem. Like, there needs to be more people. We're not having enough kids. Yeah. Which have your opinion on that, whichever way you want. But that doesn't mean just make more humans if you want the world <laughs> factory, to be a man, better man just crank them out <laughs> i mean you need
1: kids that are gonna have healthy relationships in their yes, lives that are that make a a healthy contribution to society uh if you have you know two or three kids that are that are you know well-rounded and you've actually put time and effort into them uh, that's way better than just, you know, having 20 kids for numbers yeah. sake. Yeah, I <laughs> so. I don't get it.
0: But uh, I think I've got all the main things I wanted to hit covered. Um, okay. When I, we were emailing back and forth, you mentioned you are knowledgeable of how things used to be. You're very aware of how they are now in, in terms of the streaming sphere. But you also said... You believe there are ways in which it can be better or you you had thoughts about the future of content creation so i was just curious as to what you meant by that
1: by which part specifically the The future the
0: future i mean by all means start from how things were
1: and what what it's like now and for twitch specifically i i feel like i can i can speak um which in the beginning was very community, community, community. Uh, I felt that, and that's why I put my my heart into that. Um, when they decided to basically monetize every channel, uh, was that, was they sh- affiliates, right? Yes, they showed their colors then. Yeah, I don't know that that was a good move. I, I mean, I disagreed with it then. I was pretty vocal about it then, um, and. Some people, you know, took it as, as me feeling entitled and, and that mean, sort of thing, which is fine. As a
0: Twitch affiliate, I don't think that that was a good move. <laughs> I, well, thank you. I <laughs> but, mean, I, um, I totally see why it
1: made it. And, you know, what it did is it in at the beginning, it and when you're talking just money per se, it spread the money out. Okay. So, and then somebody would say, what's wrong with that? Right. Exactly. Um so what is wrong with that It it spread the money out which for Twitch was was just a a way to see if they could grow more channels than they would have with their current way of of partnering and and that sort of thing. So spreading the money out forced more channels to to grow. The the problem with that is for mid-sized channels they shrank. Right. They and my channel was a uh, was a perfect example of that. They shrank and not on not on their own merit. Not it wasn't so your necessarily channel... deserved. It was it was a product of the business change. Interesting. Um, so it, it turned into this. Cause see, I I applied ten times for the partner program. Was accepted on the tenth. <laughs> The tenth time over the course the, of eight months
0: was the requirement still
1: seventy five viewers or more. um y- Yes, they said it was, but I was continuously denied over a hundred
0: based um, on
1: nothing you know of. Nothing that i that I knew of. They didn't there was to no, give you a there reason. Was, there was no. There was no hard roadmap. Twitch was very who you knew. I um I recognized then. that, yeah. So to finally get a shot. Um I was like, "Wow, finally." Uh and then, you know, for them to come come through months later and just say, "Yeah, but we'll just give it to everyone." Um yeah, it hurt. But I I got what they were doing. They were doing what a business does. Maximizing monetization. That's what businesses do. Um, and it took me, it was a hard pill to swallow. It's what businesses do, but that's not what Twitch was about. Exactly. That was the switch. That I was, think, didn't they clean house too? Yes. Um, a lot of upper management, you know, gone. Of course, this is during the Amazon acquisition. Right. So, and then, you know, so th-
0: then they're having to answer to Amazon
1: too. Right. So, Hey, Hey, what are you guys going to do to make more money? Because right now you're and, losing us money. <laughs> right, yes, you're costing us money. Uh so so yes. It 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 makes perfect sense. Yeah. And and I get it. It just it wasn't the Twitch that I I loved. And you had no way of controlling it? Not nothing. I just I learned had to learn how to stop looking at my metrics.
0: Did you um, do the thing where you uh stopped looking at your you stopped having your view count visible? Yes, that that was when I stopped. I when, stopped when watching. was that around? Um was it around King's Fall around No,
1: I very much looked at it then.
0: Well, King's Fall was what? I mean, was what pushed you up into partner? Yes.
1: And then I you said definitely it was watching it then. Then you, I think you said it was a few months later that they I think it was just it was right around like probably 3 or 4 months into the affiliate program yeah that's that's probably where i just stopped so in order to get in the right headspace i had to remove that from my screen and you never went back to to looking at it never never interesting never went back
0: i stopped for a while sometimes i'll throw it up just to be just because i'm curious but right
1: there's no need it just it it put me in the wrong headspace yeah uh to put on a stream. Uh, that I felt I was putting my all into, it was just, it was just really, it was just really bad. Um, I think that the future really, I think Twitch really just needs to be sold to someone other than Amazon for, you know, you, you have to find somebody that's willing to make a living instead of making record profits to be able to have a, a community type service again. Um is there
0: is there a possibility it will get there or is is this kinda
1: This or, is just wishful thinking. Yeah, I don't think I it'll feel happen. like we're kinda it's on a set trajectory almost.
0: Yeah. Um I mean I don't know I think it's on a set trajectory to somewhere other than the ideal, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. It's there was lots of things that were added along the way. Um, that was just more of the same, you know. As far as uh, sub badges, sub badge customization. Oh, the the um, number of
0: emotes an affiliate can
1: have. The dumber, yeah, that that really. I was like, wow, man. Like it used to mean something. I mean, I I to be able to 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 have a lot of emotes and yeah, I stopped. It was
0: like they were just trying to make away. new emotes. I I just stopped. <laughs> really, um, I mean, mainly because if I'm gonna spend money on the stream, it's gonna be to improve its quality, right? And I don't know how much quality adding an animated emote really truly adds to the quality of my stream
1: well those kind of things are consumed quickly where they uh, an emote gets old really fast and let's be
0: real like nobody's subbing so so that i mean there's exceptions obviously but most of the time i'm not
1: trying to get new emotes so that more people will sub to me exactly and there's there's plenty that do Right. It is very much, hey, I have to spend X amount of money on emotes to make sure I retain this amount of subs so that I make this amount of money. Yeah. And um, that is not Twitch uh, right. to me. Yeah, that is not what it means to me. And unfortunately, when compared to other channels, I feel like it came off as I don't care about the people that sub. But that was not to not, to not get not- new emotes. Yeah, to not continuously yeah. try to churn them out. I
0: definitely feel that because right? I haven't gotten and new emotes since I got the slots, really. See? And in fact, I so for affiliates, you get uh, a tier two sub gets an, one extra emote and a tier three sub gets another extra emote. Eventually, I took the tier, maybe it was a tier two and three sub uh, emotes and just put them in my regular sub pool. Right. because i was getting one maybe tier 2 right. and then zero tier 3 and the tier 3 was great cuz it's a turd that looks like cho- right. soft serve chocolate <laughs> ice cream and if you were a tier 3 sub you would get a poop and i thought that would be great but so now everybody just gets it what a great idea like yeah that. so the 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 tier 2 so <laughs> a lot of my emotes are based on my dog chance which is why I thought it was incredible that you had a dog named Chance, who was also yeah. a lab. Mine's black; yours was chocolate. But
1: <laughs> he's still chocolate. <laughs> here's, sorry, no, my dog's still
0: alive too. I'm just—I was in—I was in—I was in, I was in, I was he's, in he's history. Hundred, he's brain.
1: 120 pounds. He's very much here.
0: <laughs> yeah, Chance is about 110, 105 by now. See,
1: yeah, good.
0: But uh, so the tier two was, you know, the the Elmo fl- fire meme. Yeah. So it's, it's chance doing that with flames for the tier two (laughs) and then the tier three would be a poop. (laughs) But, uh, so yeah, so people just get access to those now, but yeah, I just, I went through a point where I was really addicted to any type of dopamine injection, any way I could feel like I was getting away from the stress of life. I would take that opportunity, even if it meant only 10 seconds Right. And then I started watching uh, Healthy Gamer YouTube videos. I don't know if you know who Dr. K is. He no. uh, he's a psychiatrist that puts out he 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 streams on Twitch and he puts out segments from his stream onto YouTube that talks about psychology and you know addiction and depression, all 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 the good stuff, you know. Okay. And he had one video that talked about the idea of doing a dopamine detox and the types of people that would benefit from it. And I was one of those people that he described. And so for two weeks, I didn't do anything. I recorded a couple YouTube videos uh, to kind of give updates on the detox itself. But other than that, I wasn't on Twitch. I wasn't playing video games. I wasn't listening to music at work, which I did all the time. Uh, Wow. I would I watched I still listened to Dr. K's videos when I'd be at work because the work itself is kind of mindless and I could at least get educated while I was doing that. So that I kind of made I made the, the judgment call there. And since then, during those two weeks, I kind of did a lot of introspection. Is that a word? Is that the right word? Well, I'm I was I was very interested with you
1: anyway. I know I, what you're talking about. I was very I was very introspective. <laughs> okay.
0: And I I'm back on social media a little bit, but in a different way now. But I started to zoom out and think about what was really important to me and think about what I was doing with the stream and why I was doing it. The why was like super critical. Because as soon as the first time I asked myself that, I didn't really have an answer. Because I'd see uh, my viewer count hit an all-time low, and I'd be like, why am I even doing this? What's the point? But after further introspection, I decided that i do it because I like to. I like the people that do show up. I really like to play video games. I really like to have this as the time that I get to do what I want to do. Having two kids and a wife that I love spending time with, of course, but it doesn't leave a lot of time for yourself which is also very important uh so after i decided that i still like to do it i also decided things like extra emotes uh my overlay is now reduced even further than it already was it's a simple border around my camera and that's it uh because that's all i feel like it needs that that's all that I really need to represent me visually. I have all this stuff that you see in the back, you know, the guitar, keyboard, whatever, that people can ask me about. That represents me more than- The Keurig. O- the Keurig, <laughs> this thing, I got, the, I got the reusable K-cups, and I'll tell you what, man, it's beautiful. I, I have a glass, uh, it's a glass desk, so you can really see the splats of coffee that I need to clean every month or so. But, yeah, great. You know, it's funny. I actually bought this Keurig for my wife. I think our second Christmas we were together. And when we moved into our house four years ago, it just sat in the cabinet above the fridge forever. I'm like, I'm using this. I'm going to take this down because I'm going to use the shit out of it while I'm streaming. But for anybody that watches my stream... And has been around a long time they've noticed that i've kind of uh minimized the aesthetics They, they of course know that my emotes haven't changed and that's because that's not really something that is really i feel is important to having a stream that i like to have go live because right. the reason i watched you all the time is because you've never felt like you needed to fill in the dead air and you were really all about the people and that was very obvious immediately and that's one of the reasons i decided to start streaming uh Mm -hmm. i don't know if you know uh of course you know who pipes is yeah uh he was my first viewer ever i don't even i don't even know how he found that i was streaming but this guy will show up any chance he gets and (laughs) He's been, you know, he's a mod in my channel, but he's, he was a day one sub. I think he might be the only day one sub ever. I think my second sub didn't come until the next day, maybe. But the reason I stream now is because there's people like that, that I know enjoy their time spent in my channel, no matter what. And there's a group of people that Honestly, I feel like my stream is probably secondary to them communicating with each other in my chat, which is awesome. Right. But I it, the, the biggest realization was that whatever was happening in chat, whatever was going on with my social engagement during while streaming, uh, it just it's not enough. You can't sustain that forever. Uh, right. And then, of course, the pandemic exacerbated that if that's even the right i'm i'm kind of horrible with uh finding the right words sometimes i trip that's up good, because uh
1: so i i am too but i'm i'm understanding you yeah i mean because <laughs> i want to
0: find the perfect words i'm a perfectionist i want to i don't want to have to it amazes me when people are able to just go and talk and that you hear them <laughs> right. sc- they screw up they say the wrong thing they don't even realize it because they're just <laughs> going uh yeah so yeah, so I that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on first was because I felt like as close as as close as as it is to a parasocial relationship, you and I actually did work together. I made some alerts for you, some audio alerts, yeah. and then around the time that you stopped, or not that you stopped, but you you cut back streaming and you stopped making a schedule. I think that was around the time that uh, I was I had made that intro song for you. That you ended up not being able to go through with, that I'm assuming was where you kind of made your decision that you couldn't.
1: That I actually forgot about this part in the timeline, really though, because yeah, that lines up perfectly. Because that that was that was the whole thing. Is this do I want to invest this in in the stream? Yes. Is it the responsible thing? No. Right. Not right now. Uh, Will it ever? again yeah. probably not but maybe yeah um i'm not i'm not trying to like <laughs> no I, I i know but it's my it, but music it kind of, again <laughs> i was no, no, just no, generally it's, curious it's, it's it's good that you brought that up because that that probably fell right around the same thing because that's exactly what it was it was uh a life kind of decision thing it's, yeah it's almost like
0: going? my you know the the work that I was doing for you, and then you having to decide whether you wanted this piece or not was kind of like that's all. That was almost kind of like the the catalyst, maybe, for which direction hope, you were uh, about to go.
1: I hope that you never took it the no, wrong way. No, because I kind of feel the, bad
0: because I'm worried that I maybe ch- was charging you too much for it. No.
1: How do I put this? Um no, the charging too much? No. Definitely not. I I actually know what it takes to 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 create music. I've been well, there too. Well. So I, I get the time and effort that would go into something like this. Yeah. So no, it's not it's not that the that it wasn't worth it. It's just for is is the investment. You were looking at the long term. Me? And I'm looking at the the long term and it's. It was kind of around that point that, yes, I had already started streaming less. And mm-hmm. Yes, I. Maybe at the time I didn't want to admit it, you know. Well, yeah, it's a big deal. But I would look at, you know, maybe at the time I said, "Whoa, whoa," you know, I'm saying to myself, "Whoa, that's too much." Yeah. To put into this, this, but. And if I'm being completely honest, it doesn't you. mean that it wasn't worth it. It's just. As far as the money goes no it's of course well yeah i mean it's just for me at the time that investment for the stream was being overshadowed by work was being over you know what i mean it just didn't make sense i uh, mean the reason reason i was the reason i was so not so
0: worried about it but the reason that i had a hard time with sending the invoices was i had never done this before i was a big proponent of not setting flat rates because you never know what kind of alert somebody's going to want. So I, and you know, that also, that also
1: limits you creatively as well. Right. You say, oh, this alert is this amount. Well, I'm not doing that for that much. Right. Yeah.
0: And then with, with something like a song, I could have hired a lawyer and not found a good way to price or good way to, figure out rates and stuff because like you're talking about somebody broadcasting that to you know you don't know how many people so many
1: times a day right um i had the same kind of issues when it came to uh commissioning art for the channel when it when it came to that music specifically and i didn't never you know we had already done alerts yeah you know and i never wanted it to be like Intro song, and that's it. I needed to see the long term of the channel building off of something like that, you know, where, okay, we've got cool audio alerts, we got this cool intro. and then, you know, because i'm I'm thinking with the intro building it around with like some intro video, and then I'm thinking about, you know, it really it was it was overwhelming for me at that time because I literally wasn't streaming enough to warrant all of that and i i I didn't want it to only be intro song well so i'm glad that you
0: didn't take it because it seemed like it seems like you've made the right decision for yourself ultimately and i would have ended up feeling bad (laughs) had i given you this
1: music and then you don't really get to use it right I, I understand that but it i mean i'm a big boy if i i could pay for it yeah right right <laughs> and i'm sorry that you would feel bad <laughs> but um i wanted to yeah yeah it would have been cool and maybe i don't know maybe we'll uh
0: maybe i'll throw it up on this podcast
1: and hey, that'd be cool <laughs> i'll maybe i'll maybe i'll get rip
0: it off of uh rip it off of soundcloud and put it up on as a podcast episode or something, we'll see. Okay,
1: <laughs> that would be cool.
0: I actually, uh, I, when I when I was making it, I took into account that it was gonna be, a, that there's, you know, it says starting soon, but then it hits a five-minute timer. Right. And I was gonna have the song start right at five minutes, and right. then the final hit of the song would hit zero. And it was... Uh, Damn, I wanna stream now. <laughs> Well, it was hard because I had this. So you, you, ha- I think, had seen something that I had posted on Twitter of a song that I was working on for school, maybe. And yeah. that's what yep. g- would probably prompted you to reach out to me. Right. And so I was like, perfect. I have this thing that he seemed to like. I'll use this. But then I needed it to be longer. And knowing that I have a certain amount of time to work with was kind of daunting because that's never something I've done before, is right. was worried about time constraint. So I had this idea of, I think the the part that this, the song that you saw, I think was maybe around two-ish minutes and I was like, oh, I'll just do something that same length. And I think I had a, a different tempo going and I actually had, <laughs> I spent so much time incrementally raising the tempo during this one section of the song to kind of, as a transition, because I needed it to hit five zero 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 zero, and I think I might have even done like one like you know one hundred and twenty point four BPM or something stupid like that. But I was like, "It's gotta work. I know it can work." Uh, so yeah, now that I've you know talked it up a bunch, now I have to. Now
1: I now I feel bad. Now I have now to put I it up.
0: Bad. Oh no, don't, dude! It was a great
1: experience.
0: I uh I actually streamed the creation of it. So there are a few viewers. <laughs> uh shout out to Hawk and Pack who kept on <laughs> nagging me about when he, about when you were going to be releasing it. I was like, I don't know, man. Can't really talk about it right now. Uh but yeah, now I really feel bad. Oh, <laughs> no, dude. You did what was right for you. And all the all it is is people wanting to see your stuff. And that's why you have, you know, I don't know how you came to obtain those dedicated people, but they're still there. And they don't, they don't care that you stopped streaming so much. They don't care that you've stopped streaming two months later. They just want to make sure you're okay. And they're still there. There's you've made a connection between people around the globe. And I am still talking to some of those people. I don't know if you know, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Oakley, him and I have some ridiculous similarities, some weird ones. We have the same. I mean, you'd think it, it it's almost like, okay, just a coincidence. But like, we have the same favorite color. Our wedding anniversaries are one day apart. Uh, we both have a daughter that I think my daughter's maybe three weeks apart from his. Uh, wow. We I mean, we have our distinguished differences. We right. love to argue with each other. It's great because it gets way too heated way too quickly. That's just kind of how it is. But well, all I'm trying to say is you shouldn't feel bad about anything regarding your stream, because the worst that has come of your decisions is that we will now have to look back on those times. Right. But it's up to us to look upon them fondly rather than being like wishing things were how they used to be, which is very easy to go into. I mean, that's the whole rose colored glasses things. Right. But
1: Right. Um, then, Then maybe maybe I did exactly what I was supposed to do. You
0: connected people after you disconnected.
1: I mean, what more could you really ask for? and if i if I never streamed <clears throat> another single day what what more could I really have asked to accomplish? I mean you're
0: the fact that your legacy it's a little little grandiose, but if you were to stop streaming forever starting tomorrow, you would be leaving something positive behind
1: good and i'm I'm satisfied with that. I hope everybody else is too
0: um. But we are coming up on about two hours, which is about the maximum amount of time I thought this would go to. Um, Can we do this again? This- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, wanna, I want to I want to maybe this get a is couple so
1: fun. <laughs> I love this. I want to get a because couple It's people- so hard. It's so hard for me to to find anyone that I could talk to like this, like face to face about. Like I think my real world problems, my real yeah. online problems, and
0: I think my biggest uh, struggle is going to be finding people that aren't trying to treat what the, what I'm doing here as content for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's okay. a couple people out there that I want to reach out to that I know are gonna be super down to earth and just want to have a conversation. But I do feel like my concern, once I say the podcast grows and grows and I'm able to reach out to bigger creators, I feel like the odds decrease of
1: finding people that aren't doing this for content. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But the best thing you can do is just always enjoy it for what it is and for what it is at that current time. Yeah. What's great
0: about me doing this is I'm not promising any type of regularity of episodes coming out or whatever. I get to do this fully on my own. I don't care if I make a dime from it. I don't have any sort of structure. I mean, I, I have our conversation and then, uh, at some point I'm going to record the intro just to kind of give people, uh, an intro. (laughs) And then, uh, I don't even know if I'll have an outro, but Uh, The last thing that I am curious about is anytime you would talk about work on stream, people would reference the Peach Factory. And through a comment in chat, I got the impression that you don't actually work at a Peach Factory. I, I don't. Son of a bitch. (laughs)
1: sorry did I just crush your dreams well you also told me your name was Clarence
0: or Terrence or something stupid sorry for any Clarence and Terrence's out there it was Terrence it's Terrence yeah and then you were and then and then of course GCX or whatever it was called back then happened and you were like yeah only people that go to that go to Guardian Con get my real name I'm like son of a bitch his name is not Terrence and he doesn't work at a peach factory. Part of my life is a lie. I'm not um, asking you, before you say anything, I'm not asking you to expose either of those things. But maybe, maybe you shoot me a text after this, and uh maybe
1: I get to change the contact I'll info. I'll do that. I'm not gonna say anything on this on here because far as as you're concerned I am Terrence and I work at a beach factory. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And that, that's pretty that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll text you. All
0: I'll right, man. You. Well uh this has been great. Uh do you want to plug anything?
1: Um no.
0: do you have anything that you would want to tell somebody that wants to make content creation their sole career
1: don't do it why not because you'll lose yourself in the process that's it (laughs) that's fair because this
0: podcast i truly feel has the potential um but i am not ever going to treat it as a sole career and that's why it's so easy for me to do, to, to to treat it so freely, right? And I get to actually do what I want to do with it, rather than hope that I'm doing the right thing, because that would mean doing the right thing presents itself in more views and bigger follower counts, and I just can't believe there's people out there that think that that's what their value is tied to.
1: I I know that's that's the main thing that i've seen is people not feel worthy of streaming or not feel like they're they're good enough because of a a number on the screen and i've watched a lot of people lose themselves without them even knowing because of constantly worried worrying about those kind of things and it shouldn't be like that people i mean humans in general are worth so much more than that and we as advanced as we are uh we have really limited ourselves on the internet which is really ironic considering you can be connected to literally any place at any time because of the internet i just i love content creation and i love seeing people that do it for reasons that are for other than for for money because that's what it really it because, should be about right and that's what it should be about and that's i mean it's an you art see form the best content that way yes it's it's an art form that's right and um i think people are really missing an opportunity to to express themselves when express themselves artistically when they limit themselves by a view work, count, right. by a view count, a follow count, a subscriber count. Um, I, and I think what's keeping us
0: from moving forward is what we've stopped doing, which is having honest one to one conversations like you and I are having right now. Like I exactly. want to have with as many people as I can. That's exactly right. Um, so this has been awesome. I can't thank you enough for replying so quickly. Oh,
1: thank you. It was within like five minutes that
0: I sent the email like, oh, shit. Yeah.
1: Awesome. I'm I'm very much alive and and well and and connected. I'm I'm just not online streaming. I'm still around. I'm very much uh, in tune with world events and what's what's going on. I don't. I I want to. Be in everyone's life. I just I can't do it through streaming right now. I'm I'm available, and I was I was I was flattered to be asked to do this. It's um. Would you you, like lots of luck? Thanks, man. Because it's tough out there. Yeah.
0: And the um the hardest thing is gonna be outside of finding people that I really want to talk to and that I really believe would have a good conversation. Uh, the hardest thing is not caring. How somebody might be affected uh, if they disagree with something that is said, or pulls at their already uh, right. uh, unbalanced temper or whatever, because uh, that's easy uh, to do
1: right now. Very easy. But in a in a podcast, uh, you know, you don't have uh, the distraction of a live chat to steer the conversation. Yeah, that's what I love about which is this format. which is very which is very important when it comes to a format like this. Because you can make complete thoughts and not not be you know sidetracked by something that was said, right? Well, yes,
0: I would absolutely love to uh, talk to you again like this. Um, same. <laughs> maybe we can uh, dive more into what's happening with the world and all this divisiveness that's really just tearing everyone down equally at the same time, twenty four seven.
1: Yeah, I would uh, I would enjoy that. Uh, but that's all I have.
0: Um, Again, really appreciate it. And uh, I hope to talk to you soon. I'll be expecting a text <laughs> maybe later today or whenever you get the chance. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, and thanks for taking the time.
1: It's a pleasure, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you for everything. Not just this podcast. I appreciate yeah. you, man. I appreciate you, too. I will uh, no. talk to you soon, man. All right,
0: talk to you soon.